Welcome to Health for Good, Amity Health's podcast series. Well, there's a very big time coming up for some very little people. It's the start of kindy. Our early childhood educator, Kirsten Partika, has got some tips on how to navigate the first few weeks and months. If a child hasn't been in care before, it's usually their first time away from a home environment, which can be very daunting, nervous, not just for the children, but also for the parents or the primary caregiver. And it's just a very big change for a very little person. We really are looking at at very young children. Depending on when they're born, some are already four, but a lot of them are three and a half when they start kindergarten. Little babies, little babies. So developmentally, where would a kindy teacher expect them to be at? They should have basic everyday skills, like they should be able to eat on their own. Most of them should be able to toilet on their own. There may be a couple who may still be experiencing accidents. They will have basic everyday skills, like they can drink out of a drink bottle, they can go and follow one or two step instructions. but you don't expect them to be able to hold a pencil properly, write their name, all of that. So that comes with school. So basic everyday activities, but not necessarily the academic side of it. And I guess in any given cohort, there would be a number of children who actually aren't reaching their developmental milestones prior to joining kindy. It must be tough for those kids. Yes, you do notice a difference between children who have been in a care situation compared to those who may be just at home with parents or family. More so just not saying that parents aren't doing activities with their children, but some parents may not have children's scissors or a child might never have seen a glue stick or something like that before, whereas in a childcare setting, they tend to do a few more of those hands-on or arts and craft activities. So those children sometimes have a little bit of a step up, but it doesn't mean that other children can't catch up quite quickly with a bit of practice. Ah, so if anybody's listening in and they're actually at the point where they're looking at kindy next year, then it's maybe time to get the glue stick out, look around at some some groups or some daycare options and and just to get your child ready. Even just local play groups or if there's like a mother's group that maybe meets once a month at someone's house or like it doesn't have to be a formal setting or just go down to your local arts and craft and get a cheap glue stick and some safety scissors. Just letting children use pencils and textures and crayons is something that is a huge developmental milestone of just getting used to holding a utensil like holding a writing tool. So Kirsten for children who are actually uh, getting ready for the start of February and the start of Mm -hmm. school what can parents do to prepare them for this big day? Not every parent likes routines but I think establishing a pre-morning routine is a great way to start prepping children for school. So when you leave the house, have a couple of steps that you might go, you get up in the morning, you have breakfast, you brush your teeth, get dressed, get ready, like sort of thing. And then you might go, okay, 
let's pack our like let's pack our bags so what do we need for the day do we need a lunchbox a drink bottle a hat and if you start doing that now it gives them that going so on the first day of school you're not stressing running around going what do we do and what do we need like get them ready to sort of follow those steps put your shoes on as you walk out the door even something as simple as applying sunscreen before because some children don't like other people putting sunscreen on them so if the parents do it in the morning before they hit school that's something else that might sort of so just little things that you might do day to day but sort of go in a couple of weeks when we start school this is your school bag you need to have your lunchbox your drink bottle maybe your folder if a folder gets sent home and showing them their things so showing them where their spare set of clothes is showing them if you tuck a family photo in their bag as a comfort, show them where they can find it during the day and just start talking about changes that are coming. Like it doesn't have to be stressful, but just sort of start talking about these are the days you're going to go to school. So you might go Monday, Wednesday, half day, Friday, or you might be going Monday, Tuesday, half day, Wednesday. So Talk about what days they're going to be at school and then what they're going to do the other days. So are they going to be home with parents or family members? Are they going to be going to daycare on those other days? And set the children up so they know what their week is going to be like. Not necessarily time, like they might not know what Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is yet, but sort of go two days are going to be at school, two days are going to be at childcare, one day is going to be at home. And so they can sort of get a feel of what their week is going to be like from now on. I like the idea of taking a little family photo in. Is that one of the strategies to make children feel a little less anxious? It's something that I used to do. We used to have a family wall where I would ask the families to send in a photo. So it might be, or a couple of photos. So it might be one of them as a family shot. It might've been of the family pet. It might be of the grandparents. And we had, like, I used to display mine on a wall, but some teachers let them keep it in their bag or if they've got a special drawer in the room, just for that little bit of anxiety and separation at the beginning, it can sometimes just be a comfort if they can just see their parents or see their family members because it's not really ideal for them to take a comfort toy all the time. At daycare, a toy is fine, but in a school setting, a toy can sometimes be a distraction. So if they're taking, say, their stuffed teddy or their blankie or something, the other children are more likely going to want to play with it as well. Whereas a family photo is something that's a little bit subtle, a little bit individual. How long should you expect to spend with your child when they when they first kind of walk into that kindy room? Each school will do differently. You say school time starts at nine o'clock. Some schools may open their doors at eight forty, like the classroom doors at eight forty-five. The parents sort of sort of go nine o'clock. We need to leave. So we say our goodbyes. It's usually about 15 minutes or so in the mornings. Do you have any strategies for the tough goodbyes, the emotional goodbyes? Nine times out of 10, once the parents have gone, the children will actually settle down. It might take a couple of weeks to get them used to it, but it's sometimes the parents that can escalate it because children pick up on our emotions. So if we're feeling a little bit of that separation anxiety or if 
the grown-ups are feeling a little bit tense, it can actually prolong it for the child. So I recommend the whole you say your goodbyes, you reassure them that you're going to be there at the end of the day, you say the I love yous, and then you sort of go, you're going to have a good, try and keep it positive, you're going to have a great day, I'll see you this afternoon, give them a cuddle, and then sort of go. The more you linger and draw it out can sometimes be harder on the child, but also other children who are seeing this, and it might actually trigger them It sounds harsh, but in the long run, I have found that children settle and a teacher will actually ring you. If your child is still distressed after a period of time, the teacher will ring you. They're not going to let your child be distressed for a long period of time. When you pick up your child from kindy, should there be a nice little evening routine It doesn't have to be a strict, like time strict routine, but yeah, something like if you've got a special place for their bag, children know, okay, put your bag away, take out your lunchbox and drink bottle and your homework, like, or your fault, like communication folder. I recommend that you have afternoon tea either ready or all my thing because they usually come home starving. Even though they've had recess and lunch, they usually come home starving Something I actually recommend for kindy and pre-primary, especially for first term, if you can meal prep and have dinner ready in the fridge or quickly to go because little children get exhausted very quickly and especially going like kindy, it might be their first time out of the home. So they might not, they're not having their daytime naps anymore if they sometimes still have daytime naps. So you may actually find that they may fall asleep by 4.30 and sleep all the way through. So if you can maybe give them something decent to eat for afternoon tea, if they do fall asleep early, they're not going to bed starving. And then they might have something smaller for dinner at maybe 5.36 o'clock if they're still awake. So a bigger afternoon tea or a more substantial afternoon tea, especially first term, can sometimes help. It may stop that hangry tantrums when you're trying to do baths and things like that. And especially like pre-primary where they're now full-time school, they're coming home after a six-hour day, five days a week. Thursday, Friday, they're going to be at their wits end. They may just want to eat and sleep. So if you can sort of have meals ready, something simple that you know your child will eat is sometimes a good thing to sort of get into the habit of having prepped. Kirsten, we we mentioned it earlier, but for kids who developmentally are struggling, Mm -hmm. what's what should what should parents be looking at? Maybe referrals, other supports? Um, the first step would be to talk to the teacher because children will go through screens in kindy. So the teachers and the EAs will actually, so the nurse comes, like the community nurse should come and do their sight and hearing check in kindy, but the teachers will also do like an academic screen, do they know colours or do they know shapes? And they'll usually do it at the beginning of the year and towards the end of the year to see progress. But if you do have any concerns, talk to your teacher first because the school can then actually put that referral in on your or with you. So if they're concerned or if you're concerned about, say, speech, for example, 
they can work with you to maybe put a referral in with the speech therapist or um it may be something that's actually developmentally appropriate and it's okay if they don't have the th sound in kindy because that's something that they're meant to have by seven or eight, but they're still learning how to put their tongue in the right position at three and a half to go third. So there are some sounds that are still appropriate for them not to have at three and a half, four years old, but if it's, something maybe like a lisp or a stutter, then the school can actually put the referral in with your consent or like on your behalf with your permission, And which might sometimes it can get it rolling a bit quicker if you've got this, like if the school's linked in with services. So talk to your teacher first and use them as your first protocol. So the relationship with the teacher is really important to build. Yeah, I think so. And like you have to remember that teachers have other duties in their own lives as well. So it may not happen instantly, but part of their job is to look at your like look at your child and go, do they need additional help? Do they need extra support in this area? And it's the job of the teachers and EAs to provide that support but sometimes they have to wait for resources to become available or services to become available but don't so so don't expect things to happen overnight but at the same time the school is a great support system if you work with them from a health point of view is there anything that we can be doing to to support our our kids don't try and boost your family's immunity now because every bug that goes through a school is going to be brought home especially in that first year or two when you have all these new bugs that you may not have experienced before like hand foot and mouth if you've never experienced hand foot and mouth it spreads like chicken pox you don't know you've got it until you've got it gastro goes through schools head lice might go through schools school sores may go through like so if you can build your immunity start building your immunity. Um, the flu shot I recommend because it may not stop your child getting the flu come winter, but it may drop the severity of the illness because it may be the first time your child has been exposed to mass germs. So basically the, the key take-homes for the start of term, just in summary. Don't expect things to go smoothly straight off the bat expect tantrums one of the biggest things is expect new behaviors and new language coming home that's a huge thing of children as sponges they will pick up what their peers are saying and doing let them get lots of sleep if they're tired let them sleep the more run down children are just we feel it too like the more run down children and people are the more likely you are to be susceptible to bugs and illnesses so just look after yourself things like make sure your children are washing their hands after coming home from school because you don't know how well they washed at school teach them not to share hats and drink bottles and if you can teach them not to put things in their mouth because children share things and germs are one of those things that they like to share a lot so just all those basic hygiene sort of practices 
just look after yourself and if you notice that they're getting a bit run down maybe let them have that day off before it develops into that full-blown sickness that may cause you to have a week off school sort of thing so if it's like if you're noticing they're starting to have that little bit of a runny nose maybe give them a day of rest instead of sending them back to school with a runny nose that's going to develop further i know some parents feel stressed when their children are at school that they go back to work and they can't take sick days if you've got family like grandparents utilize them if you can't afford a day off ask family if they can maybe help out but realize that your children they can't look after themselves and it's maybe a conversation you need to have with your boss at work my child has started kindergarten i may have a couple of extra sick days this year because they may get new illnesses if you're open with your boss they're more likely to be receptive and helpful rather than go oh you've had all these sick days because your child is unwell because children can't help getting unwell like it's not their fault what are the opportunities for parents in terms of their own participation pnc and school boards are a great way to actually be actively involved in your child's school because you actually get an input in some of the school development if there's like a parent roster for the classroom if you can not everyone can but if you can volunteer even if it's one day a term go in and help with fruit or with reading or if the school's having an obstacle of thon or sports carnival help out be part of the com- the school community because you then actually get an input in your child's school so basically the the key take-homes for the start of term just in summary don't expect things to go smoothly straight off the bat expect tantrums one of the biggest things is expect new behaviors and new language coming home that's a huge thing of children as sponges they will pick up what their peers are saying and doing work with the teacher not against the teacher so if you are having issues talk to the teacher instead of badmouthing the teacher on social or the school on social media if you're still not finding resolutions take it up the ladder there is a complaints process that you can follow try and realize that teachers have maybe 20 to 30 children in their class they they're going to value your child but your child isn't their only focus and if you can take a little bit of that pressure off by coming in and being an extra set of hands or taking a bit of their workload off by actually running the fundraiser like the wood raffle down at the local shops on the weekend so the teachers don't have to do that so they can maybe have a break and recharge themselves so they're better in the classroom all those little things that you can do to actually support your teacher and your school helps a lot it just makes them feel appreciated it makes them feel valued as your child's teacher Kirsten Partica our early childhood educator with a great message to end on thanks very much for listening you can find out more online amityhealth.com.au you can also find us on facebook and instagram look forward to catching you next time on health for good